Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Monday, everyone. Uh, Pat Gray, sadly, is not here. He will be here later, though, for uh, the Glenn Beck radio program. But you're stuck with us this morning. I am Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell, who is really sick and (laughs) sounds... I mean, your voice, it sounds kind of hot. Yeah. I'm just going to say, your voice sounds kind of hot, but then I'm like, if you get me sick, I'm going to be really pissed. It's so fleeting. It'll be this way for, I would say, maybe an hour and a half into this show, and this is going to be gone. <laughs> Never to come back, for the rest of, For the rest of the day. Yeah, this sucks. And I, you, when are you on the news this week? Wednesday? Uh, Yeah, that or Thursday. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you need to stay stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy for that. You know, I, I, I I'm we've just, got too many people out this week. This is not the week to be sick. You know what sucks is I was complaining about this on Friday. I know. Remember that? But and then and so this is this is how stupid I was on Saturday. I oh Friday Friday afternoon. You know the monsoon. That yes. Hit here. Yes. So I went for a run. Uh, I'm sorry. I I, uh, I mowed my lawn Friday uh, evening. Mm-hmm. Got it done. Front yard. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday went for a run. I felt awful afterwards, but then the monsoon hit. Yeah. Sunday, I completely gutted my backyard and built a pergola with my son. And I'm 40 years old. That right. destroyed me. Yeah. I was done. It's too much. And then by it's last too much night. too for an old man, Jason. Dude, I know. I, so I'm watching Game of Thrones finale last night, and I'm just like, there's no way I'm coming into work tomorrow. But I came in. So but you I did. Came. Oh, what a trooper. <laughs> Actually, I um, I heard on the radio something about there were going to be a lot of people predicted to miss Monday work because of Game of Thrones. Uh, that's great. And I was just like, really? Dude. Is this, is this where we're at? What a like crazy cultural phenomenon this show is. Like, like, you know, like I was like looking for news uh, just that because that's the best way in this in this industry, you know, to get mm-hmm. like up to date breaking mm-hmm. news. There was nothing last night during that show. It was all Game of Thrones. So that must be why. OK, so that must be why. So I don't I have not watched Game of Thrones. I've watched the first couple seasons, but I'm not caught up. So I did not watch it last night. But I was looking for news last night and I was just like, Shh. There's nothing here. What is going on? I know, but, now it makes sense. And even e- e- the closest thing would be like people were like making snarky little remarks, like equating like what was happening in the show to like current news, like mm. immigration and stuff like that. Stephen Miller's been doing some funny stuff on that. It was like, uh, yeah, it was so odd. So many people watch the show and now it's just over. It's like it's so weird. This is something I looked forward to every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but let's just say. Last night was not the best night in television. Okay. All right. I don't know how much to say more, but uh, I'm going to actually, Jeffy and I are going to be doing a live uh, podcast today, taking call-ins, and I'm just going to screw spoilers. I'm just going to throw them all out on the podcast. Oh, so, on the podcast. I was going to yeah, say, don't do it here. Not here. You can you can listen or you don't have, you know, you need to download it or not, fast forward through certain parts, but like, not not here. But yeah, it's... I got a lot to vent about for that. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, we need to get caught up. It's going to take us a while, I think. I uh, I think it's like season three. So you're good. They're still like all the way up to like season, uh, I don't know, like seven or so. And I, I somehow have avoided spoilers at all. Like I don't. Also, I will say I find it really hard to... Um, keep up with everyone's names like there is a lot of truth to the game of thrones um reviews that that Stu does on glenn radio because i mean it's legit like i'm like okay all of these people's names sound the same and they're very like old-timey names and they all kind of look the same and i can't keep up with who's related to whom 
and it just gets I, I just need a flow chart of or like a family tree. Right. You know, uh, of, of all of these so that I can understand who goes with whom. Sir Jorah of the Mormont. Yeah, you know, it's like, I'm just like, you guys all, that all sounds the same to me. I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, you guys can call us 888-900-3393 or you can tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. So there is a really, really awesome cruise taking place oh um, over the spring. Jason is so envious of everyone who's going. Oh, I'm working the political ends hardcore to get onto this. Are you? So Jason's going to try to find... you're on your A-game, Sarah, yeah. I'm going to cut you off uh-uh, and get in. <laughs> uh-uh. Next person in is me. I'm getting in. Uh, so you're going to sail across the Mediterranean. Uh, you know, you're, you get to be on this amazing ship with you know gourmet italian food awesome nightlife for all of you people who like to party even though you're listening to the radio at at six o'clock in the morning seven o'clock in the morning uh they've got an awesome nightlife you can you know relax poolside on the deck plus you can uh join glenn beck bill o'reilly Stu Bergier, david barton rabbi lapin um, on a 14-day adventure, you are going to sail in the Eastern Mediterranean, visit Italy, Croatia, Jerusalem, <laughs> Israel, Athens, and Greece Come to explore on. the roots of Western civilization. That is crazy. Can you imagine? No. Okay, so that and an Alaskan cruise are on my bucket list. No. Oh, no kidding. I have oh. to do both of those things. The Alaskan one is awesome, but this one you can't beat. Just like all of the crazy parts of history that are in all of these places. And you're going to hit them all in 14 days? That's insane. I always thought a, like a trip just across the United States with David Barton and Glenn. Can you imagine the history you'd learn on that? No. Now they're going to these places? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's like a dream trip. They're going to tell you so much history, you're going to be like, just shut up. <laughs> I just don't want to hear you talking anymore. It's too much. It's too much history. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So you can, uh, by the way, I want to bring my my son. Yeah. Like how, what a cool thing to take like your kids or your grandkids yeah. to be able to take them and show them all of that history all in two weeks. Uh, you can go to comesailaway.com. You can learn all the details, all the different package options that they have, but you got to go. You got to go. You're not going to get another opportunity like this. Um, It only comes around every once in a while. You've got to go to comesailaway.com. All right. So uh, on the news and why it matters on Blaze TV, it airs 530 Eastern, 430 Central. Jason, I believe it was, what was it, Friday or Thursday? Friday. Friday, Mm -hmm. you made a little comment uh, about the latest and greatest from Democrat lawmakers. They were trying to get Trump's um, tax returns. Trump released a uh, a form, right? What was it? It was just like a summary. Yeah. He released a summary of the information that they were seeking. Democrats came back and said, that's not enough. That's not enough. We've, we've asked you for the tax returns. Uh, you have to hand them over. And we're not going to play ball with you. And Jason, what did you say on the program? If you can speak, can you speak? I can speak. I don't want to speak for you. What did you say? Well, I said this was this was how they're going to impeach uh, President Trump. This is like because they had all just ran away from the impeachment talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, the is the crazy the leader all the leadership they were all pretty much in lockstep. Like, no, we're not concentrating on impeachment right now. A lot of their base was kind of pissed off about that. But if you think about it, 
you kind of actually need something to impeach a president over. You need what? a cause. I know, right? It's like stop. I thought it was just because like he tweets really mean things, right? And so you can is that is yeah. that an impeachable offense? I don't think so. This is a weird day and age, huh. but I don't think that's an impeachable offense. Like, give it a few years, and hmm. we might get there. What if? But, what if you really don't like um, his hair or his skin tone? That's pretty it's too orange. That's pretty dang close. Okay. Because all right, you, good. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Okay. But, but still, you're gonna have a heart. Now, I think that they are definitely there. Skin tone and hair is mm. definitely enough to get him impeached in the house right now. Yes. <laughs> but not sadly. Yes. Right. So it's a joke, but not. <laughs> it's exactly. It's not. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Um. Well, what's funny about the tax returns is everyone knows what this is. They're just trying to get salacious information off of it or not salacious but like anything that could be embarrassing mm-hmm. and uh that, that's that's truly the only thing that they're gonna find that's truly the only yeah. thing they're gonna find and they know this yeah they know this yeah and w- when they made this request to the treasury department it doesn't say anything about russia or anything like that all it says is they want to make sure they want to they want to observe how the irs is uh prosecuting or not prosecute, investigating uh, uh, potential tax problems with a sit- with a four sitting president. Almost like it's research material. Right. Almost. Right. And then the Trump administration is like, wait a minute, this is not like, why do you need six years of my tax returns to know this? Right. Like, this is, makes no sense. And so that's why they just released that summary. Because they're like, look, all you need is this information. Yeah, this gives you all of the information that you would need to know. You don't need the full tax returns. Which, by the way, just to clear up, because there are actual uh, Democrats in Congress right now, Ilhan Omar, who are, uh, they are perpetuating the false statement that it's a law that a president has to hand over his tax returns. Right. It's not. It's not a law. It's not a thing. I think what I think what they're re- referencing is that Congress or the the committee within Congress has the right to uh, to get hold of tax returns from anyone. So right. th- that used to be only the president of the United States, right? But then it shifted. I can't remember when, like 1900, early 1900s. I don't remember when it shifted, but it shifted to Congress. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um I, I looked at that when we walked off the uh, show uh, on Friday on this radio show. I went over and just looked at like when the, this had been done before, like w- when some of these cases happened. And there was a few Supreme. The, uh, this has gone to the Supreme Court twice, once in the late 1880s, once in like the 1950s. And huh. they said, yes, basically both cases boil down to this. Yes, Congress has this right. This committee can do this. But there are limitations. They need to have probable cause. They need to show why they need they, they need them. It can't be for political you know, stuff. And they cite in one of those cases that, look, Congress is not a law enforcement agency. They're not. Right. So you better be dang sure you're doing this for legitimate reasons. Now, there's a court battle that will ensue from this. So if uh, Mnuchin doesn't turn him over and he stated on Friday that he's not going to do that, then this goes to the courts. Mm -hmm. Now, this can take years. Now, while this is in the court battle, Congress now can say, look, we've requested something. The administration's not turning it over, and they don't have any evidence of guilt. But then they'll cite, there must be something here. Right. Now they have grounds to go towards impeachment. Right. So this entire time. Now, but now they have grounds, air quotes. Air quoted. Yeah, air grounds, quoted grounds. to go for impeachment. It's so ridiculous. It's such political football. 
you're getting close to, you know, them having people that might have been on their side on this might maybe might end up turning on them for it. I think their base is going to be ecstatic about it. But there's a lot of like middle of the road, you know, uh, Democrats that could go either way. Here's the thing. If their base was that big, if their anti-Trump base was that big, Hillary Clinton would have won the election because you can't. I mean, to me, I would step back if I was a Democrat. I would step back and I would say, OK, the the two most hated political candidates of all time. Right. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Yeah. They ran against each other. Um, Hillary Clinton's platform was anti-Trump and she lost. So maybe you would take a step back and say, maybe our base isn't as big as we thought it was. And there were all of those middle of the rotors, all of those moderate Democrats who flipped and went over to Donald Trump. Maybe instead of doing the same tactics that lost us the presidential election last year or last time, we try something different. And that's not what they're doing. And that that's what just blows my mind is I hear them, you know, with this identity politics and, you know, all of this, you know, um, um, the intersectionality wars. And I'm like, do you guys not realize this is a huge reason why you lost? I'm not going to yeah. say this is why you lost because it's not the only reason. Mm -hmm. But this is a huge reason why you guys lost and you're just doubling down on it. Yeah. I don't understand. And now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will play out differently at the ballot box this time around. But last time it didn't work out. This exact thing that they're doing did not work out. People said, okay, I'm tired of this. I don't care to hear about the freaking Russia investigation for 10 million years. Yeah. I don't care about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't care to hear about impeachment every day. Every day it's a new thing. The president tweeted too early this morning, impeach him. The president said something, you know, the president said that he has black friends, impeach him. The president lowered taxes, impeach him. Like, they want to impeach him every day for something new. And I feel like it's going to be equivalent to the Russia investigation in that people are just going to close their ears and be like, I'm so tired of hearing this word. Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're spot on, Sarah. Uh, I I think what's crazy is in that that special that we did, that socialism warning for the dead, um, that document that we found, <clears throat> one of the tactics that they that they had on there was that to make they wanted to make the base uh, appear larger than it was. Mm -hmm. So they Oh my gosh, that's what these people are doing. That's what, exactly and that's why they they organize all these rallies. Mm -hmm. Every other day it seems like there's another mass rally. March for our lives, march for the women, mm -hmm. march for the whatever. And they want to make it appear like they're the, the like they're the voice of the masses. Well, and they've got a huge help with that with the media because that's all like the media Absolutely. coverage is only showing all of these things. Yeah. And it makes the average American think Geez, there's a lot of people who are latched onto this. Like I would I would even go so far as to say all of this radical abortion, you know, talk, all of the the talk about infanticide and um, you know, the law passed in New York. I know, I mean, I realize, you know, we saw the videos of all of those people in New York standing up and clapping and they lit up the, you know, they lit up the Empire State Building and all of these other things, but when you go to Middle America, like, I don't think that that movement is as big as it's being portrayed. Yeah. 
No, I, I don't think any, and I don't even think it's close. No, and the the the, the media uh, collusion with, with with him is hey, absolutely insane. Collusion. And it's a global thing. It really is. Uh, did you see the election in uh, Australia Mm-mm. this weekend? Mm-mm. Australia uh, had an election. The polls were crazy tilted towards the left. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's 80 percent. The left has taken over from the center right uh, p- uh, party that was in power. Like they're just running away from this. Crazy, crazy. And the election happened and the center right won again. It wow. was people were comp- c- comparing the, the discrepancy there and polling and the media coverage exactly to, to Trump the Trump Hillary. Yeah, wow. Exactly. They're doing this all over the world. It's it's absolutely insane. And they're I mean, I guarantee I'm not even trusting if polls come out. This uh, for this next election. Screw it. Don't look at it. Yeah. Don't look at I it. I know. I know. And you know what, though? We, like we have learned that lesson because we're reasonable people who like to cite, you know, actual history and facts and things that have happened in the past. The media is going. I mean, I can't even wait for that clown show of the media going over every single poll that comes out and what it could possibly mean for the country and what it could possibly mean for, you know, every single subset of Americans. I mean, they are going to analyze and overanalyze every single poll that comes out, especially the ones who put Donald Trump behind whoever the Democratic frontrunner is. I mean, get ready. They are going, they will have an entire special on polls, even though they are the ones who were wrong. And I mean, we were too. Right. But they were the ones who were wrong last time around. They're not going to learn their lesson at all. I can't wait to watch CNN again. All election night. Um, So Adam Schiff is the one who came out and said, as Jason predicted, as Jason predicted, Jason, you know what? I don't know what it's like to be your wife because it sounds like you're always right. (laughs) And in my household, I'm the one who's always right. So I would not appreciate it having someone else who's just always right. But you were right on this. Um, Adam Schiff was the one who came out and said, um, we may have to follow with impeachment if the Trump administration won't hand over all of this tax return material that we've asked for. However, Adam Schiff is not the only one who is calling for impeachment. And there's someone else who's calling for impeachment, and he does not have a D in front of his name. Yeah. Justin Amash... Republican now, pretty pretty libertarian, pretty libertarian. I'd say we would. Oh, I mean, he is Republican only because libertarians don't get elected. Right. That's right. It. Um, well, and he's not like the crazy libertarian, right? Right. right, right. Um, but he's not too far from that. I feel so, Jason. I think you have that that tweet pulled up. What what was what did he say? I saw this over the weekend and my eyes almost exploded because at first I thought that whoa, eyes almost exploded. Jason, I'm glad you're okay. Oh my gosh. So this is the tweet that he fires up and I see the first tweet, but this is a long tweet thread. I'm just going to read the first one. But uh, so he goes, this is a quote. He goes, here are my principal conclusions. Number one. And there's four of these. Attorney General Barr has deliberately misrepresented Mueller's report. Okay. That's a pretty dang big accusation. Number two, President Trump has engaged in impeachable conduct. Number three, That's partisanship huge. has eroded our system of checks and balances. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that one. Number four, few members of Congress have read the report. I kind of agree with that, uh, too. Yes. Yes. So, um, actually, let me read the first sentence of his second one. Okay. Um, I don't, we probably don't have a screenshot of that one, but I'll just read it. He goes, So he's explaining himself why he thinks Barr... Uh, deliberately misrepresented and why uh, Trump engaged in impeachable conduct. So he goes, quote, I offer these conclusions only after having read Mueller's redacted report carefully and completely. 
Okay. So he's saying that Barr, which is a huge smear on Barr, mm-hmm. deliberately represented uh, Mueller's report, and he's saying President Trump engaged in impeachable conduct based off the report that we all read, the public report that's everywhere. And there's not much that's redacted. There's not much that's redacted, mm-hmm. and all of us have kind of concluded, okay, yeah, there's nothing impeachable there. Right. So, but he is the one guy mm-hmm. that that interprets it differently? Very bizarre. Well, because even Mueller himself, right? Like, didn't Mueller say um, when he was qu- kind of questioned, he said that Bill Barr did not say anything in his summary that was inaccurate. Right. Right. So I think he said something about, well, I wouldn't have, I would have written it differently or he didn't like love the summary. But when he was really pressed on it, he mm-hmm. said there was nothing inaccurate in that report. So how can you go from that to there was an impeachable offense? You can't. You can't unless you have another ulterior motive. Oh, what would that be? That would be, and he's talked about this before, he does want to run against President Trump in the 2020 election. He's, he's voiced, you know, that he, uh, he might do this again. Uh, uh, or, or, or he's in, in the past he said kill this. Me. I guarantee you, this was a huge media firestorm. This lit up social media and the rest of media uh, over the weekend. He's getting his name out there because he is going to run. He is going to run not as a Republican, but as the Libertarian candidate. He that's w- what you think. That's what I think. You think Libertarian. Yes. Which he will be huh. the first legitimate candidate would. under the Libertarian he ticket. He would. He would. But why would you want to waste it at a time like this? You know what I mean? Like, wh- I mean, I would think if it were me, I would want to wait until there was, you know, I wasn't going to be seen as trying to siphon people out of the Re- the Republican Party from which I currently belong to. Yeah. Like I would want to wait until there was a Democrat in office and not be seen as, you know, the spoiler. Yeah. I, like why would you want that as your <clears throat> legacy? That's hey, what I don't get. Like wait until there's a Democrat in office and then have your moment, dude. Go all in. Have your moment. But at the particular point in time where you are currently a Republican, in Congress, there is a Republican president, and we've got all of these socialists who are running. And it's really, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's a dangerous time right now to think that a Democrat could become president. Why is right now your moment? I, I'm so pissed off that he's choosing to do this now. If he, exactly how you described, if he would have chose to do this when there's a Democrat in office, this could have been huge I know. for the conservative movement. I know. Justin Amash's cons- conservative credentials are legit. They're bona fide. Yep. He would have probably led another like Tea Party-esque charge um, if he would have ran into this ticket. We need a legitimate Libertarian mm-hmm. Party uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. This would be great. We mm-hmm. could get in a third party for once. Yep. But the way he's doing it. Smearing Barr, doing this against... He has no choice, a chance of winning against Trump. He has no chance. No, none. The only thing he's going to do is he's going to play the... Basically, he's going to play the... going to be the spoiler. He's going to play the Ross Perot mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of this election. Mm-hmm. And take away... That will take significant votes out of places like Wisconsin, places like that. This will be bad for the GOP. It just will be. I just... I can't get over it. I cannot get over that. I mean, imagine... <clears throat> We're already seeing Biden's numbers and they could they could slip. They might not be what they are right now, but he's his numbers seem to be pretty strong. And, you know, those debates are going to be Jason. I know you're ready for them. You think you're all you're thinking is the the amusement. Oh, yeah. For amusement purposes. Jason is like he's got his popcorn. (laughs) He's got his ice cream. He's ready to go. 
I am terrified because I, I mean, I don't have that much faith in Trump's ability to win the election if it's him versus Biden. Then you throw into the mix someone like Amash, who is going to siphon off people. I mean, I don't know how much. Obviously, like you said, Jason, he's not going to win. Yeah. But he's going to have the ability to siphon off a good amount of people. What's what's going to be crazy about that is is there's going to be no substance, I don't think at all, between the president and uh, Biden. They're both very similar in their gaffes. Mm-hmm. They're going to make these gaffes, but but they all but they work the camera and they work the crowd, um, and uh, one liners and everything both equally well. Yeah. So it's going to be hilarious yeah. watching them. For, but the substance coming from Amash is going to be huge. Yeah, it will be because, like I said, I liked Amash before this. I'm irritated with him now over this that he tried, like you said, they chose to do this now. But as a conservative principled candidate, I love him. But so, not now. But not, why did you not do this now? now? In this way, this is so bad. Ugh. I know. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that those of you listening, you, I don't know, you don't believe in things like abortion or sanctuary cities. Um, and may not know this, but a lot of times when you do things like pay your cell phone bills, pay your cable bills, whatever, you're actually supporting companies who spend your money that you're giving them to promote liberal causes. Um, Big Mobile has given millions of dollars to a lot of these liberal causes. Every month, if you use Big Mobile, you are financing the left and undermining the values that mean so much to you and your family. So you're you're contributing to these causes here, and then it's being voided by the fact that you are using companies who then take your money and put them other places. Um, but you shouldn't have to do that anymore. Now you can get the same nationwide coverage for less money and without those unintended consequences with Patriot Mobile. Um, I know everyone gets worried that, you know, your the switch is going to be a hassle. You're going to lose your number. Your coverage is going to be different. That is not the case with Patriot Mobile. It's the same reliable nationwide service. Um, you can still keep your number, unlimited talk and text, plans starting as low as $25. And each month you are supporting causes you actually believe in. You can call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's the letter A, 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or you can visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash blaze for free activation. That is 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Did you see Jason? Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, sorry. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Uh, over the weekend, she tweeted about, um, and I'm pulling it up right now, she tweeted about these, uh, what was it, Moorhead College. Every Morehouse class of 2019 student is getting their student debt load paid off by their commencement speaker. Yeah. And she said, this could be the start of what's known in econ as a natural experiment. Follow these students and compare their life choices like with their peers like over the next like 10 to 15 years. Huh. <laughs> what? Huh. This, this could be what's known as a natural experiment. <laughs> I, I never, never, done, never been her. done before. <laughs> never, never have we seen philanthropy happen in a capitalist society until Morehouse class of 2019. This commencement speaker has chosen 
philanthropy and to pay off their student debt load. Let's see how that capitalism works out. No, no, I'm sure he was like a government official and he was allocating government funds, right? Oh, to do this? that must be what it was. That must be what it was. No. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't. That's not he's what He's just a billionaire. Oh, he's somebody that she vilifies. Yeah, he's just a billionaire. Okay. He's just a billionaire who chose to give money where he wanted to give money to. The balls in this woman to even wade into this uh, this uh, scenario and this, th- this event when this goes against everything you stand for. She's too stupid to understand it. That's hilarious. This is the person that she would slap a wealth tax on and take tons of his money so he couldn't do this. She's too stupid to even understand it. I mean, it's amazing. And that's like, you say, you say the ball's on her. I say, no, it's not the ball's on her because she would have to understand yeah. the hypocrisy it's of true. her statement to have balls. True. Like she, she just doesn't even get it. So A natural true. experiment. That experiment has been going on in the United States for a long time now, girlfriend. <laughs> a really long time now. And that is why this guy has the money to be able to give to wherever he feels he wants to give. That happens in capitalism. That's kind of that experiment is called the United States of America. And it's much. worked out pretty well <laughs> so far. Well. <laughs> this little this little natural experiment we have going on. It's been pretty good to us. I think the billionaire who just gave all that money would agree. But hey, unreal. What do I know? What do I know? Freaking awesome, though. Can you imagine being one of those students? I know. That's just that, that's amazing. I know. Absolutely amazing. I love capitalism. Oh, Love it. Pat Gray. I am here for that music. Oh my gosh. I know, right? That was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell filling in for Pat Gray, who you can tune in to uh, on the Glenn Beck radio program immediately following this show. You can call us 888-900-3393, or you can tweet us on the internets, because uh, we're high tech over here at Blaze TV. I am Sarah Gonzalez TX, and at Jason Buttrell. Uh, all right, let's see. Brad tweeted out, regarding 2016 polls, they were pretty well accurate regarding the popular vote. Problem is that we don't elect presidents by popular vote, but by electors from each state. Great point, Brad. Um, and I believe that we have a uh, caller. We've got Mike calling in from Florida. How are you, Mike? Good morning. How you all doing? Good Hello, morning. And we are trying to hang in here. This is early. It is early. <laughs> we are not used to the schedule, but we're, we're doing the best we can with coffee. Well, I work nights driving a gasoline tanker, so it's the end of my day. Ah, oh, my God. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so we're, we'll you, both sir. we'll both be tired together. What's on your mind, there Mike? You go. I'm, I'm just tired for a different reason. Uh, anyway, these more Morehouse College students, we don't need to follow them 15 years. We only need to follow them to next year when they file their income taxes and get a huge tax bill for that uh, uh, debt forgiveness that happened for them. Because that's a... Yeah, I'm so I'm 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 trying to look that up right now because that's interesting. I know that. So I he didn't give them give the money to the people individually. He gave it to a grant um, at the college. So and, and the grant will then will then will then be used to pay off their all their student loans. So I'm not sure how much money if you make a charitable donation to a grant 
that then gets delved out to other people how much that that, that yep. got taxed but i'm assuming that he got probably got like a he did, that's probably a big tax write off for him if it's a charitable deduction to the school for a grant yeah. so it sounds like he did that pretty dang smart i guess if you're a billionaire I, you, you might know, you might think those things through. You, yeah, you get that way because you're you're pretty dang smart, <laughs> but pretty pretty uh, pretty impressive. All right, thank you so Thanks, much, Mike. Mike. Uh, yeah, no, that's the thing with uh, with millionaires is or billionaires is that they uh, they've probably figured out all smart of cookies. these all yeah. of these ways of of doing things. Yep, yep. Smart uh, to make sure that they keep their money that they've earned. And don't let the government waste it on crap. I'm thinking like a grant from several billionaires towards underpaid, uh, you know, internet media startups, uh, you know, personalities hmm. might be in the works right now. Hmm. Or we could start lobbying for that. Uh, lobbying. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at our Christmas party, some, some daddy <laughs> Warbucks will stand up there and go, all of your debts are forgiven. <laughs> That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, maybe for, you know, someone uh, who hosts a television show, has a really busy life, um, just kind of, you know, hey, could use a couple extra mil. Just saying, if we're just throwing money around, I'm available. Uh, you can send it to Mercury Studios with my name on it. I Alice. will take the check. I Alice. will take the check. <laughs> uh, all right. Glenn and Tanya, you know, they moved, they have moved around a lot being in radio and uh, Glenn and Tanya launched a company called realestateagentsitrust.com for a really, really simple reason to help you sell your home for top dollar and as quickly as possible. They obviously became experts in this because they moved around so frequently. And what they were finding was they have all of these real estate agents out there who, you know, promise a lot of different things. They put their faces all over, you know, billboards and benches that you sit your butt on. Um, but they didn't really know how to sell your house for top dollar. They didn't really know the ins and outs of the areas. Um, they were not the experts in the field. Maybe they did it part time. So what Glenn did is he created um, this partnership with the best, the top real estate agents all over the country, um, and they vetted these people. So Glenn's team vetted these people. They're listeners. They share your values. Um, so they're going to know if you're moving to another area and you're unfamiliar with it, they're going to know where is going to be the right neighborhood for you and your family to live they do it full time. These are the people that you can trust when it comes to, you know, the biggest investment that you're ever going to make in your life. So if you are looking to buy or sell your home, you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They've got agents, again, all over the country. They have an agent where you are located. They can help you. That is realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. Earlier, we were talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the... She just owns herself like she just self owns more than anyone I've ever, ever seen in my entire life is just constantly owning herself. She doesn't even get it. I mean, it's it's almost to the point where her parody account it's it's that's why her parody account was so awesome, which I think has now been deleted off Twitter. Hasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Which is absolutely insane. Yes, it was. I don't, and I don't think it was reinstated. I'm not sure. That's insane. It yeah. literally was just par and it said in the title of it parody. Yeah. And Princey's parody. Right. But, well, but I mean, it's hard. People can't be like, you can't tell the difference when she's going out there tweeting stupid stuff. 
You can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's we don't. We, you don't. And, and just to be honest, you don't need a parody account for her because she is her own parody account. Well, I know, I know, and that's why the parody <laughs> account. I mean, it wasn't really the parody account's fault. It was her fault right. for being so stupid. It's well, like I can't help it that she tweets such stupid things that people can't tell the difference between a parody account and the real account. What's amazing is parody now has been considered like false information or something like that on social media, like Facebook and Twitter. They're not cracking down on parody. Parody has been been used by authors since when? Like, I don't know. Maybe like since the 16, 15, 1400s yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, good gosh. Yeah. Like, I, this is not a new thing. I will say uh, the AOC video that I did, uh, and if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to go to YouTube, go to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, youtube.com slash Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, um, and you can find it there. There were there were a lot of people who I guess didn't realize that I was not AOC. Shut up. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, maybe they were just listening to it. Cause I, I don't think I resemble, I mean, I resemble her in the sense that we both have dark hair. I was wearing the big glasses, right? And I had the red lipstick on and I put the hoop earrings on uh, that she wears because we're both. Hispanic. That's what I'm saying. So they're, that's racist. They're saying like all you Latin chicks look the same. That's what they're saying. Oh, maybe. I'd be highly offended if I was you. Would you? <laughs> I'm going to pick something to be highly offended about and that's going to be it. Um, but there were a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did all that. And I was like, I feel like I did a pretty good job of separating it so that people wouldn't accuse me of trying to pretend to distribute false information so did you get demonetized i didn't are you serious yeah wow yeah i didn't and and um the blaze blaze tv put it up on their youtube and of course they've got way more subscribers than i do right now so it took off on blaze tv i'll have to check and make sure it didn't get demonetized on theirs so last i heard it was not demonetized pretty much everything we put up on blaze for for youtube we Mm -hmm. put on youtube instantly demonetized yep I mean, stuff that I can't, I can't, we're looking through it and I'm like, there's nothing that breaks the rules here. What's going on? That socialism special did, didn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. And the, what? Like there was nothing offensive. It was all like historical information. Well, you can't, you can't tell the truth in 2019. You really can't. It's absolutely Stop insane. Stop it. You can't tell people history. Did you see that? There was that separate story of, um, so Candace Owens uh, works for Turning Point yes. uh, with Charlie Kirk. I don't agree with everything. They well, do. and she, she works for PragerU now too. She works for PragerU. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Which I know. I was very shocked. I was very, or I should say, surprised. One of our, I thought that that was an interesting pick. One interesting of our match. own uh, um, writers here at the Blaze, Aaron. What's his last name? Colon. Aaron Colon. He's he's great. Um, he went to one of their like uh, Blexit meetings mm-hmm. that Candace Owen was mm-hmm. doing here, and he wrote an awesome piece in the Blaze. It's still there. You should go check it out. Um, but like he said, like they're they're missing heart. They're missing heart in theirs. They're they're being very like if you just show up, you yeah. get the same stuff that you hear on the left. Yeah. Basically all just finger pointing. Um he said there's no heart in it. He goes, There's very not very many black in the Blexit uh uh you know, meetings. Right. Uh so it says it sounds very, very pandering to your side. And uh it it it, it kind of like hit on exactly why I had the issues that I have with Kirk Turning Point and Candace. They they're so like combative and there's not a whole lot of, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard for me to put my finger on, but I'm, I'm just not big fans of theirs, but they, uh, but Candace Owens was on a list apparently for Facebook 
and she was on this list of uh, people to watch, mm-hmm. like for hate speech. <laughs> now she's now. Oh, that's right. That's right. And she got. Did she get kicked off? She got kicked off uh, for a while, but she got reinstated. Okay. But Facebook, uh, they, they didn't deny this list exists and that and the Candace was on it, which is absolutely insane because I, while I may disagree with a lot of tactics of these people, they're not, they're not, they're not doing hate speech. Right. That's absolutely insane. Right. And now it's like literally these are just more and more uh, um, examples of if you have a different opinion then you do not belong on their platforms. They're right. just drawing. They've already drawn that line in the sand. Uh, they they're doing this uh, as a public company. They p- people say, yeah, you can do that because they're a pri- I'm sorry, a private company. They can do that because they're a private company. Yeah, but they're doing this as a private company with government support. Yes, yes, which is with nuts. government support as a platform, right? Not a publisher, right? So all of pr- your platform that means you cannot discriminate against you know certain people just because you don't like their views. That would be a publisher. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And some people would say, hey, Sarah, we should go in and we should uh, bust up these companies, which I think is absolutely stupid. No, the last thing you want is government involvement. Exactly. And the government, exactly. And the the problem is the government involvement in the first place. The law that they wrote, the what was it, the decency clause or decency whatever? Yeah. um, The law that they wrote where they snuck in the protections for these companies, that needs to be taken out. Yes. Take that out. But Jason, what about all the porn? What about it? Well, is a more the morality clause, you know, wasn't that to protect us exactly from exactly how that started? You got We got to protect the people from the porn. You see how g- more government <laughs> involvement screws people. We up? also like, got to protect the people from Glenn Beck explaining socialism. See that they started with porn. Now we're to protecting people from hearing about socialism mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. This we, is nuts. We got to protect the people. Absolutely nuts, but you won't hear people on the left, and even this is what's scary, even some people on the right now, you won't hear them saying less government involvement. They're saying more government involvement. No, absolutely not. No, we we cannot go in and bust up private companies. We need to take out the laws to protect those uh, private companies and let them handle their business on their own. That's what I don't get when conservatives make that point. I'm like, how is it that you understand in every other, you know, facet that more government involvement is always worse. Right. We always say that about everything. And then all of a sudden we're going to turn around and be like, no, the government should really get involved here. Like, no, don't you understand that 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 particular idea applies to everything? You see, it applies to everything. Everything the government touches turns to crap. You see how the you see when they talk about the Overton window yes. moving to the left. Yes, that's how far it's moved to where I know. Even on the right and conservatives, their first thought is go in and break up those companies. That used to not be. It's their 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 first thought should be wait a minute let's analyze this uh, why monopolies become so powerful. It's because monopolies become powerful because of an agreement and cooperation between the government mm-hmm. and the private company. Mm-hmm. That's when that happened when Bell became their uh, the uh, the monopoly. It was because they were enabled by the government. You got to go in and cut off that the government support for that company. Do that. Yeah. Don't go in and get more involved. Yeah. Um, Nations under tweeted. Uh, not sure if. <laughs> talking about my earrings not sure if your earrings are supposed to be a pair look like guitar picks though killer this would be a really big guitar pick (laughs) i don't think they're supposed to be pairs uh to be honest i just got them this was one of many purchases that i made at the festival this weekend jason i just got them at uh at a festival this weekend and i just really wanted to wear them because i like sparkly stuff (laughs) 
And oh. and if I get out of hand, she can turn her head really yeah, fast and, and just, just knock me out. So it, it's my way of being um, Robert Francis O'Rourke because I don't have the, the arms to be able to move around and accidentally smack you. So I just use these. Let the earrings do the talking. Uh, yeah. So this week, I'm just going to tell everyone this week, for those of you who are watching on television, uh-huh. I am going to try to wear um, a little bit louder earrings to take away from the fact that it's too early to do my hair. That's a legitimate fashion pick that I just made purposely because I got to throw the hair up in the bun, um, which let's talk about, Jason, because it is a high. This bun is highly controversial. How on Blaze TV, uh, so I, I gotta throw my hair up in the bun, and to make up for it, I have to I have to do the earrings. So, the bun, highly controversial. Jason, this this is shocking to Jason. So, totally. Jason, I wore this what a couple weeks ago, and I will say it was a lot neater than it is now because <laughs> uh, it was not me waking up at at three thirty in the morning. But um, I was walking down the hallway, and I had my hair in a bun, and Jason was like you look really nice. Your hair looks really, really pretty like that. And, you know, the first thing I obviously said was I'm going to HR because I feel highly offended that you gave me a compliment. (laughs) Um, But uh, the second thing I said was, thank you. It gets so much hate on social media. People are so, I will, every single time I wear this bun, I have at least a couple people who tweet at me and they're like, ah, we don't like the bun. How crazy. We don't like it. Buns are intelligent. They're, uh, you know, my I mean? bun it's, is intelligent. Yeah. That gets a brain in this thing. That's like, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, it, 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 to, to me, it gives that, it gives that, uh, yeah, I, I guess that, that look of intelligence yeah. and I don't know, like professionalism really. Uh, yeah. 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 Like a Audrey Hepburn. Right. See that. Right. Classic look. Right. Classy. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, one person at one point said, you look like Cruella DeVille. Oh, get off. And I was like, first of all, I don't have any gray or white hair. Second of all, um, Cruella DeVille, I went back and looked. I have never seen Cruella DeVille wear a bun. So I don't know where that came from. That person could just shut up. (laughs) That's dumb. (laughs) But it's it's amazing. Uh, And it's always it's always men. It's always men. We have a well, I think we have a caller, but let do you want to take it now or on the back on the at the beginning of the next hour, Jason. That's your show, girl. We've only got a... Well, you're, you're over here pointing to me. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I'm still on that a mash stuff. Uh, David wants to talk about a mash, but we can go to him afterwards because that might end up being a longer conversation. Yeah, if, I want to make... Dave can hold. I want to make sure... I want to make sure that we have enough time for yeah. uh, for, for David to make his Dave, point. Dave, stay on the line because we're going to get to you. Um, But yeah, so the bun is just... It's super controversial. Who knew? And it's always men. It's always men. And I will say, as I'm talking about this... Bovine scatology. I'm not sure if uh, if this is a male or a female. <laughs> Hating on my nails too. Dang! I can't win with you people. I'm not getting any like appearance uh, jabs at all. So I don't know what's going on there. <sighs> the, you get to roll out of bed and come straight in. Throw a hat on. And yes. It's all good. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying it's it's very unfair. It's hard being a girl. It is hard being a girl. Listen, bovine. It's summer. <laughs> all right. I'm trying to express myself. And I'm sorry that you don't like my nail color. However, I love it. And my son loves it. And that's what matters. Uh, All right. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you guys do not have a stoplight on your kitchen table that goes red alert, red alert. Stop eating. Stop eating. Stop shoving food in your face. 
Um, yeah, no stoplight on your kitchen table, but you do have a stoplight that is naturally present in your body. It's called OEA, and OEA sends a signal to your brain that you're full. But a lot of us, we don't produce enough OEA for that to really make a difference in our bodies. That's why we keep eating and gaining weight. Uh, you can get Ridiazone, get your body some help. Ridiazone contains OEA. That's all that it contains. It's 100% natural. Um, and OEA, of course, it's derived from olive oil. So instead of, you know, chugging liters of olive oil, you've got it right in a capsule, which I will say is the much easier way to do it. Uh, Ridiazone can be your stoplight. And obviously, willpower is only going to get you so far. So to fight food cravings and to stop eating when you should you might need a better stoplight. You can go to riduzone.com right now. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. You can get a special offer there. It is riduzone.com. Imagine if I were, uh, you know, I don't know, someone on the internet. I could make comments about like people's weight and their hair being in buns <laughs> and their nails, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because I don't like to attack people's physical appearances for no reason. Just saying. I'm just saying, Jason. All right, more to come. We've got David coming up next. A lot more fun for you. Stay tuned. It's Pat Gray unleashed on the Blakes. That is fake news. Pat Gray is not here. Pat Gray is uh, getting ready to fill in on the Glenn Beck radio program. So Sarah Gonzalez, I am here along with Jason Buttrell, whose voice has not given out yet. Thank goodness. Yeah. Old and strong. It's still staying. You can call us 888-900-3393. Um, and I know that that we've got a, a call to get to. Um, I want to read some of your tweets really quickly. Bob, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. Said Marxist applauding philanthropy. Philanthropy seems counterintuitive, unless, of course, she wants the state to be the universal philanthropist. I know yeah, that's the does. thing is that she thinks that it should be the universal philanthropist, which we all know would be a terrible disaster. Um, Pickled Squirrel says tuning in at just the right time to hear Sarah and Jason talking about balls. That's a, that is a good start to the day, Squirrel. I agree with you. Uh, the Steve 42 said Twitter bans official AOC account after mistaking it for satire. That actually probably could happen in this world. That would be a, a not the onion headline coming soon. Um, Recoom Boom said notice Sarah Gonzalez did not say her husband liked the bun. Oh, I didn't think I needed to say that. <laughs> However, he does like the bun <laughs> and I might have to bring him in here when he gets into work and have him vouch for that. Although I'm not sure if he'll get here in time. Uh, all right. We've got another one from the Steve 42. So I tune into the blaze for some laughs only to find out that Justin Amash is dead to me. Aww. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. Um, we here at uh, blaze TV just like to be your doom and gloom uh, <laughs> over here. But speaking of Justin Amash, I believe that David from Massachusetts, David, you want to talk about Justin Amash and the best case scenario if he gets on the third party ticket? Yeah. Um, so I was at first shocked like you guys were and a little upset, but then I had a wonderful thought. Okay. With Ami Horowitz technically running as a Democrat, 
what if the presidential debate stage is Horowitz as the Democrat, Amash as an independent or libertarian, and Trump as a Republican? That would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine like the, the substance from uh, Ami and um, Amash, Amash would yeah. be amazing. Uh, I don't know how Trump would even handle that situation. He would. I mean, it'd be very, very hard for him to. I don't know. I guess he'd continued throwing out one-liners while the rest of the, while Ami and and uh, Amash tried mm-hmm. to out policy one another. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hey, then we wouldn't have a socialist as president, right? It would be and all capitalists. The Democrats would be happy because I'm pretty sure Trump wouldn't win that election. That's a great point, and that really is at the end of the day. That's all that they care about, right? Just just not Trump. I wish, you know, I wish that I wish that Ami had a, a legitimate shot. I, I, I just don't I don't know, like with with everyone going cra- either crazy radical towards like a Bernie or kind of just what they know is safe in Biden. I don't know. It, what's the what's the feel right now, David, in Massachusetts for uh, like is are they going uh, Biden? Are they going? I know they're not going Republican. Are they going it's, more Biden? It's all over the map. Uh, I actually know a lot of people who, you know, it hurts me to say it, but they're for Warren. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. It's it's weird here. But the other thing is, you got to remember, uh, uh, back in 2006, uh, Rush Limbaugh pushed a lot of Republicans to sw- switch Democrats to vote for uh, Barack Obama over Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So without a real... Uh, Republican runoff this year, maybe a whole bunch of Republicans will switch over to Democrat for the primary and vote for Orland. Yeah. I know I would. <laughs> right. Um, That's an interesting, I like that. I like the optimism. I like the optimism, David. I, I like it because we're sitting here. Optimistic. Yeah, we're sitting here like, oh, Justin, come on. And David's like, but what if? <laughs> right. What if David, what's what's your because you said you at, at first you, you said you were disappointed, but I, I was too. And what sucks is I I loved Amash uh, before this. I think I what's weird is I still like him based off of principle, but just doing it now uh, really irritates me. What's your opinion on on Justin after this? I don't know. I mean, he, he might be looking at it in a he would rather run now against Trump. Than in 2024 against Cruz. Yeah. I mean, if it's Cruz as a Republican and him as a, a libertarian, then you're you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But you're, you're always going to run into that with a third party, unfortunately. For sure. I, our, you know, our pro- thanks a lot, David. Yeah, we thank really you, David. I, I really think, I, I hate that we're a two-party system. Yeah, I know. I hate it. I know. We weren't supposed to be this. No, we weren't. And it's hard because, you know... <laughs> you get to a point where it's like, how do you, how do you solve that? How do you, how do you get us out of that jam where we can finally start adding more parties because the two parties are so big and so powerful. They're never going to let that happen. Yeah. And people are so pre-programmed now that that is what it is. We have two parties. It's like, there's no way out. Um, all right. I want to talk about health and nutrition. Yeah, I love talking about that. Jason's over there like, ugh. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Healthy stuff. Uh, yeah, healthy break. stuff. Ugh. <laughs> but not so fast. What about um, 
a way to get your vegetables that it actually tastes good. And so you're getting the nutrition, you're getting, you know, your daily value of the vegetables and the nutrients, the vitamins, all of that. You're getting that, but you're not actually having to eat like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and all of those things. I, I usually eat steak and mashed potatoes for every meal. Am I getting enough uh, vegetables, you think? And uh, No, <laughs> you're not. So what you need is Field of Greens. Uh, Field of Greens is it's real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Um, it's complete with antioxidants. It boosts immunity. It uh, is prebiotic and probiotic. And I have to tell you, in our household, um, sometimes even my husband will be like, you know what? I didn't eat enough vegetables today. I'm, I need Field of Greens. I'm going to drink some just so that I can feel better about. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> my husband wants to stay healthy so he can stay around a long time for me. Because let me tell you, living with me is a blast. Okay. Um, so it, it tastes great. That's the thing is we mix it in water. It tastes delicious. My son is even, you know, normally kids turn their noses up at stuff that is green and um, they're like, I don't want that. It's green. My son has tasted it before. He's like, oh, can I have filled of greens? Can I have filled of greens? Can I have filled of greens? All we do is mix it in water, but you can mix it in juice. You can mix it in a smoothie. Um, You can hide it from your kids if they won't have the green, but they need their vegetables. You can hide it in a smoothie, Uh, but you can go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% off your first order with the offer code PAT. That is BrickHousePat.com. Get you that 15% off of your first order with the offer code PAT. Uh, All right. So we were talking. We got a little bit sidetracked. Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, it's shocking, I know, to everyone out there to hear that we were talking about something and Jason derailed it <laughs> and we went off on a completely different hill. Let's get back to those Emily Ratajkowski uh, Instagram <laughs> posts. Oh, I was setting up when me and your husband had a little thing. I, You know, that, that whole was thing funny. was me. I think it was collusion was. or wasn't it not between the two of us just to see if Sarah could protest at home all weekend long. So I'll have to get with him today and see how and find out if that happened. I made his find out if that happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, you men are ridiculous. Uh, no comment whether or not I pro- I protested <laughs> at home. That is that is off air conversation, Jason. Was there was it wasn't like the Sarah march down the uh, hallways of the Gonzalez home. <laughs> I mean, you got to make sure to keep the blinds closed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey, for pr- telling us there. Uh, teaching us I, that yeah, lesson. I don't want the uh, I don't want the neighbors to call the cops. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> Speaking of derailing, that reminds me. Um, I read in I'm in this little mom's group on Facebook, and I read in the mom group that um, she said I ran inside to to a grocery store. I ran inside to the gro- the local grocery store here, and I left. My 11 and a half year old daughter in the car running, obviously, Um, I left her in the car with the she was like playing games on the phone. Right. So she left her in the car with the phone, ran in to grab something for like five, 10 minutes, came back out to a bunch of cop cars surrounding her car. Wow. Because someone had called the cops on her for leaving her daughter in the car and the cops actually informed her that you are not allowed to leave your children alone for more than five minutes until they're 14. And then after that, technically, you're not allowed to leave them alone further than that until they turn 18. What? That's a law? 
That's what she said. Now, I haven't vetted this, but she said that that's what the police told her. <clears throat> that makes no sense because the, if the, the car was running with the air conditioner on. Yeah. So that, I mean, the whole point is you can't leave them in because it's so hot. Right. That, that, that's the point. I right. Don't... And, and 14, like a 12 or 13 year old is not old enough to just sit in the car was for that five Texas? minutes. Yes. It so, was like right down the street from where I live. That doesn't surprise me. It's at the me. grocery store that I go to. It doesn't surprise me in Texas. They are hypersensitive to that. And, well, but, but why? Well, the I don't get because the car I, because was I'm saying that's what I'm saying like get. the car's running that's what I'm saying like I get being hypersensitive about um you know uh, hot cars yeah. in the middle of the summer like I get that and I am all for if you see an animal if you see a dog in a car in even in the springtime when the car is not running and the windows are rolled up you break the window. Yeah. Break the window and let that dog get some air. Like I'm, I get that. I get the hot car, but with the car running, I mean, that's pretty big brother. Big government is here to tell you how to raise your children. You're not allowed to leave your child alone in a car. Kind of ridiculous too, for the, the people nowadays are such wusses that they, they, they run from conflict. If they have a problem with something, they instantly call an authority uh, they, like why, why, why didn't they just, if they really had a problem with it and it was like crucial that minute, why mm-hmm. would you wait on the police? Why wouldn't you walk in, tell like the manager so they could do like one of those, you That's know, true. Earl, That's you know, true. clean up and up, but then Earl, we got, you know, a kid, and then they could have walked down and say the, the car's on, you know, the, yep. the, 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 air conditioner's on, but people are such wusses nowadays. Yep. I had, a, um, people are always calling the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The dog catcher. I know the animal control uh-huh. on me because I have like a big Doberman when I let her outside. Do you really? She goes, yeah, she's oh, awesome. I never knew that. She's awesome. I had a Doberman growing up, a three-legged Doberman. Are you serious? Yeah. I've always had Dobermans my entire life. That's awesome. Um, but I love them. They're such sweet. Yeah, they are. But every time I let her out, out, she goes insane yeah. for people walking their dogs oh. and then they'll call the pound dummy and they're like yeah I've got reports here like I'm like why did these are my neighbors yeah why don't they come and talk to me yeah are they that scared of me or my family or are they just like don't know how to handle anything so the first thing they do is call an authority people are insane yeah people are so scared to confront other people and give them their their full opinions I and I will say this is coming from someone Jason, if I were your neighbor, I would march straight over to your house and I would ring your doorbell and I would tell you to shut your dog up. Oh, I know. That's what I would do because I I do it. I know you would. And I'd be like, shut up, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, well, now I'm calling animal control. Now I'm calling. So thanks. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Yes. That is how you're supposed to do it. That is is what I did. Now, I will say, I don't mind. I would love to hear uh, what the the listeners think. I don't mind it if it's like, okay, it's a dog that's passing by and it's just a barking and then stop. Now, people that lived across the alley from me, because we have alleys still here uh, in Texas, people who live across the alley from me, they had a dog, a couple dogs, and they would literally just bark at the air. Like it would be windy and they would bark and it went on for hours at a time. Mm. Apparently, this dog had some anxiety issues and it just barked all the time. And that's when I'm like, you know what? If I'm sitting in my bedroom where I pay my mortgage and I can't relax because I hear your dog barking over and over incessantly, that's a problem for me. So I went to them like a good neighbor should. And I was like, guys, you got to do something about the dog. Like I, I can hear it. They're like, you can't hear it in your, in your house. I'm like, no, but I can. 
So you got to do something about it. And how do I know about it? I know. I'm not I'm not sitting in my in my backyard just waiting for your dog to park so I can complain. I can assure you I have much better things to do. And so I'm like you got to do something. I like how you said when you're sitting in your room paying your mortgage. Like Well, I I, don't know. I was sitting in my room paying my mortgage on my computer. No. Um, but they still didn't do anything. And actually they were very rude to me about it. And so then I was, I said to myself, I am going, they're going to regret this. And so then I had the little log from animal control where you log every time they bark. And I was like, bark there, barked at this time, barked at that time. You don't mess with me. Yeah. And then they got rid of the dog. <laughs> Animal <laughs> control got rid of them? No, no. Oh. The, the owners. Oh, okay. They find they didn't know what to do because they they didn't they didn't want to bring them inside. See that, and that's that's what that's what. So that's they what, gave them away to someone else. I'm fully like versed on this situation because I've had like almost like close to screaming matches with the with the animal control because this has happened multiple times in my house and i'm like hey there i stood in the in the middle of the uh uh of the of the street mm-hmm. when they pulled up mm-hmm. and literally was like turning around going does anybody want to talk to me does anyone want to talk to me i'll have a straight man to man yes. car we'll figure this out yes i'm not talking to this dude yeah this animal control guy then he's like well sir i just got to give you this form or, or this warning you know and i'm like shut up dude get out of here <laughs> i was like when i feel like seeing you the neighbors are looking through the blinds right at jason <laughs> that dude cray cray yeah jason with his chest puffed out and his arms out going does anyone want to talk to me whoever wants to talk to me i'm right here i feel like that might be the reason why people are not coming yeah to and, talk to and you. i gotta admit you know i was, I was doing i was bowing up flexing mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. you know uh, you know like I, yeah. you can go over there and talk to me <laughs> you know as i'm flexing and pointing at the same time <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's going to be the reason why your neighbors. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So I'm not helping myself in this situation. Yeah. We'll we'll be back. Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell filling in for Pat Gray, who you can hear next on the Glenn Beck radio program. You can call us if you got something to say, 888-900-3393, or you can tweet us at Sarah Gonzalez TX, and it's at Jason Buttrell. Um, I have a Jason burn. I have a Jason burn on the internet. Are you ready? Uh-oh, here it comes. Are you ready? Yep. Hit me. To be fair, Sarah Gonzalez does look like a 60-year-old librarian with the bun, but at least she doesn't look like she's auditioning for the next Brokeback Mountain movie with the denim shirt. Oh, what wrecked? Wait, why can't you wear a denim shirt? I don't know. I think it's cute. You're like, you just hit farmers all over the world. Ranchers. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's I think someone else called me a 60 year old librarian, too. Does this really do I look 60? I mean, I get like maybe 50, but 60 is too far. Yeah, come on. 60 is too far, people. Maybe 50, but I wouldn't go 60. All right. Before we get back into the conversation, uh, I want to talk about what's going on with today's medical industry. So heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer. These are all, of course, horrific illnesses that plague countless Americans today. Now, thankfully, America's doctors and researchers are working around the clock to find cures for all of these awful diseases. But if government officials like HHS Secretary Alex Azar have their way, All of that could change in an instant. So their government-managed bureaucratic approach will set U.S. medical innovation back decades. 
ultimately forcing countless Americans to die waiting for treatments they they may never actually discover. I mean, so basically what's happening in the UK now could happen here. We cannot afford to let that happen. You can go to www.freedomworks.org slash pat and tell Secretary Azar to fix patients, not prices, before Americans suffer from medicine shortages and face endless wait times for treatments. Thankfully, Freedom Works. Freedom Works is sounding the alarm, but they have to have your help. They have to have every single person banding together on this. That's why we are asking you to go to www.freedomworks.org slash pat. Tell Azar and members of Congress to fix patients, not prices now. We do not want this socialized medicine experiment. www.freedomworks.org slash pat. Go there now. Uh, <clears throat> want to talk for a second about work etiquette. Can we talk about work etiquette? Yeah. Okay. So I don't have much, so this might be an interesting conversation. Well, I mean, first of all, you come to work sick, <laughs> so that's already you're and in a denim shirt. Right <laughs> that Jason is hurt. <laughs> Jason is offended. Uh, so for you've already got that first strike against you for coming to work sick. You better watch it. Buttroll. Okay? I did it for you, girl. Yeah, no, I know. For you. Um, so when you go to your office coffee machine, if you have a Keurig, you put the pod in, right? And then you close it and then you make your coffee. Do you open the Keurig back up when it's done and throw the pot away? Oh my God. Or yes, are you, you a terrible human being? Because Mo- those are the only two options you have. Dude, every morning <laughs> when I come in here, there's their nasty pot is stuck in there and the freaking water is out and I have to refill it it's every time. So I have to refill the water all the time too. We must be the only two people in the building that refilling the water in the Keurig. This pisses me off. Every time I feel like every time I show up to the Keurig, it needs water. And what else is out? What else is out this the morning? Wa- the water. The big water, yeah. the water tank. Yes. So that's, so that's where I'm going with it. Okay. Dude. Right. So, st- so stay with me. So <clears throat> if you work in an office where you are using K pods, remove the pod, the used pod that you just used after you leave the coffee area. It's just the right thing to do for the love. You don't want to be, I mean, like I don't leave my trash for other people to pick up. You're not going to leave your trash out somewhere else for someone to pick up. So why are you going to leave it in the pod? Trust me, your coworkers are watching you and they are judging you, rightfully so. Second, we have these big what are what what are the big jugs of water that you put in there into the water filtration? I'm sorry, you system? said big jugs and I completely <laughs> lost uh, all like I cannot. I'm just like I cannot work with men. I'm, I'm down for the count. I don't know. I'm looking up Emily Ratajkowski Instagram <laughs> no. photos now. The big giant um, <laughs> like jugs that you can get ordered. You did it again. Not by Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like sparklets. Thank you. Thank you, Ro- voice of God in my ear. <laughs> um, like the big sparklets containers. What? Oh, okay. Containers. containers. Um, so we have the water system where you take the big, huge sparklet container <laughs> of water, of water, Jason, <laughs> okay. and Tracking. hook it up into the water system and then um, put the, the little pipe in there and shut up, Jason. <laughs> and then everyone gets water out of it. So I, being the little fragile woman that I am, uh, I can't, I can't get the, the, uh, I can't pick up that container and 
hook it all up. So I got to wait for a man to do it. Both of the water systems this morning were completely out. And there is a red light when when it's out. So you men know, you men know that it's out and you're choosing not to do a man's work and hook up the water so everyone can stay hydrated at work. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I think sometimes it's like a patriarchy thing. We just like really want to stick it to, you know, women and be like, I'm not going to refill that. Uh, yeah, but then you don't get hydrated either. Yeah, that's true. Nobody gets hydrated when the men don't do their part. Jason. I, t- I tell you what, that, that that does piss me off, too. That's the other thing. There's you know, what's even worse is when there's a K cup in the uh, coffee machine. The water is out of the coffee maker and then you can't even refill it with the uh, water dispenser because that thing is out, too. Absolutely insane. Oh, yeah, because like, you've got the pitcher that you can fill up at the water system. It's like a triple strike on the uh, on the uh, on the water etiquette uh, demerit. Yeah. So for those of you out there who work in an office, you got to You got to brush up on your office etiquette. You got to brush up. Um, coming up next. I'm. You know what else? When we're talking about office etiquette. There's something else that. uh you cannot do yeah. at work. Jason, I don't think that you've seen this story. I cannot, oh, cannot no. wait to share it with you. You oh, no. have to hear this. You need to know. You've got to know the, the latest in office etiquette coming up next. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray is not here. Uh, Pat Gray will be with you here shortly. Filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. I am Sarah Gonzalez here with Jason Buttrell. Yes, you can call into the show on that number if you are watching television at the bottom of your screen. It's 888-900-3393. Or you can tweet us at Sarah Gonzalez TX and at Jason Buttrell. Uh, let's see. Putting on a Ritz says, knowing how many nerds follow Pat. Sarah, you could wear Princess Leia buns and be an instant hit. Oh my God, I love that. That's a great Tomorrow, idea. With the uh, gold steel bikini. Whoa! Because you got to go all the way. <laughs> that, that We will protest doing that. And that will be... That will be my pro. No, that will be my protest. Yeah, 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 yeah your daily protest. <laughs> I love it. I love that. The Steve 42 says the new state slogan of Massachusetts it's weird here. <laughs> uh, all right. Pat's Gadfly Academy. Why are you guys surprised by the ridiculous age standards for leaving children alone? We have to make sure we have 30 year old children who need to remain dependent on something besides themselves, i.e. the government. Great point. Yeah. Especially when we uh, we're supposed to keep our children on our health insurance plans up to age 26. So stupid. We're, we're not really uh, we're not really teaching them that uh, they can be independent people. Yeah, great point. Quiet Storm says that poor 11-year-old that was in the car is going to be traumatized for life after being in the car surrounded by cops. I agree. You imagine, I didn't think about that, how freaked out yeah. that little kid was. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Never, she's never going to want to stay in the car again anyway. So the 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 police just solved that problem. She'd yeah. be like, mom, I am not going to stay in the car alone. I want to go in with you until I'm 20. Uh, and then too short or taken says if the argument for leaving kids in the cars is the heat, then OK. But what about someone stealing the running car with your kid in it? That's a great point. That's a very, very fair point. I mean, was the car locked? 
I mean, well, that's a good point, too. I mean, if the car was locked and well, if the car was locked, but I guess, you know, going down that road just to play devil's advocate, you could say there could be a person with a gun that says open up the unlock the door or I'll shoot you. But you got to trust that you're I mean, what are you going to leave a a gun for your 11 and a half year old to pull out to protect themselves from that? But again, is the is the why does that war if you if you really care we're scared about that, that somebody was going to come and kidnap the kid. Then why, why why would your first thought be, hey, I'm calling the cops immediately? Why yeah. wouldn't you just walk into the store and say, hey, you know, kind of worried about this. Well, I've seen this in the news lately. You know, you might want to, you know, have your kid come in because I'm just kind of nervous. Yeah. Then you, that is how we used to do things. Right. But now we're we have this over dependence on on police officers, and in my opinion, that's that's worse for the police officer. That makes it to where you know the police police are like intervening for everything, mm-hmm. and that's what pisses people off. When they intervene into everything, when they do this in minority communities, then <clears throat> when the cops are intervening for stupid stuff like traffic accidents or, or traffic. By the way, Sarah, why why are the here people we here we go here we go? Why are the 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 people that protect us, mm-hmm. the amazing men and women that protect us mm-hmm. from murderers, axe murderers, terrorists, uh, pick whatever crazy um, you know psycho is out there nowadays? Why do they also have the job of uh, excuse me, you you know pulled too far over this line when you stopped at the stop sign? That's dumb. That's stupid. Well, who should be? You're just saying we should just have two separate yeah, like, people who do that. Have like some like I remember like when I was in L.A. I like mean, to ever- be fair, I do think that like uh, detectives, you you get your way to that point. Right. You're not like going to go solve a murder case as a detective and then turning around at the end of the day and going to to you know direct traffic right i remember when i when i was in la that we had these everyone made fun of them they were the people that they were the parking police and like they would just drive around their stupid little cars and like if you were parked in a metered slot but you didn't you're like anywhere you're not supposed to park they would write you a ticket yes like i could see like turning like broadening something like that into just like traffic monitors i don't even call them cops like traffic Traffic monitors. monitors And if, yeah, and if you, if they catch you speeding or go into a rolling stop at a stop sign, then they'll, you know, write you a ticket or whatever. But then we can just kind of direct our annoyance onto the, you know, Paul Blart traffic monitors, you know, and that's okay. Let the cops do what. disrespectful, Jason. A little bit, but like, (laughs) but, but it's a force that doesn't even exist anymore. So who cares? I mean, it doesn't exist currently. That way we can let cops do, be cops and do what they're supposed to do, which is being amazing and saving us from the terrorists and axe murders. I'm I like how you turned that around into a, into a respectful boom. Thing. Good job. Figured Good job. Like that. Boom. Um, all right. So speaking of crimes, um, the FBI's former head of cyber crimes just warned homeowners on 60 Minutes recently that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home online. So we're not talking about someone breaking into your house where you can have an alarm system and the cops can come and everyone's alerted that it's happening. No. Uh, Home titles and mortgages are kept in databases that can be hacked. So if you have equity in your home, here's how they get to you. They forge their name onto your home's title. They'll use your home as collateral to borrow cash, and then they'll stick you with the payments. And there is no bank or identity theft program that protects you from this happening. You need home title lock. This is America's leading title and mortgage guardian. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. If the cyber thieves tamper with it, they will mobilize to help shut it down. You might already be a victim of this. And again, you wouldn't know it. It's not like this is your home's alarm system where it starts flashing lights and a siren goes off and the cops show up. 
You wouldn't even know it until you get put in this situation and the damage is already done. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com and register for a free title scan and report. That is $100 value for free with your sign up. Do not let this happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and uh, register, get you that free $100 value title scan. That's the only way. That's the only way you're going to find out if you've already been compromised is to go to that search at HomeTitleLock.com. So Jason, I told you that I was going to tell you about um, something else, a new work etiquette um, rule that you need to be following. Mm-hmm. Now, this is this is in the UK, but as we always say, things that happen in the UK first trickle to America, what, five years, 10 years? I don't know. It's Usually, the, lately, it's more like two. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a couple months. Yeah. If you want to know what's going to happen here, just look over what they're doing. Right yes. Now. Yes. Um, so... Uh, A lot, most people in the UK, employees insist that hugging and kissing in the office should be banned because it's just really increasing confusion and stress surrounding how to greet colleagues. Okay, let's address the kissing. Are they talking tongue? Are they talking... uh, Whoa! Are they talking like full-on necking? Or are they talking about... No! Well, you know how they are as um, in the UK or, you know, in foreign countries. They do the little... Little kiss, kiss on the okay. Yeah, okay, okay. on both cheeks okay. or maybe on one cheek. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing no. wrong. No, I mean a lot of times I don't even think you actually make contact, right? Like my I've like done that before. Kissed. Yes, my lips don't actually make contact with the other person's cheek, but you do the so they hear it on both sides and it's it's fine. That is the most ridiculous greeting. The Why? Little, that's ridiculous. Come on, that's that's so European, right? It's kind of cute. I like it. I've seen it here. I like it. I see it more I'm in like with it. my wife's family. They're Latin. Yes. And yes. They, they they do see, the it's whole. In my blood. They, yeah. They they try to like when I first met them, like a lot of his like a lot of her uh, 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 female relatives were leaning in to do that. And I was like totally pulling back. Like, whoa, <laughs> get out of my space. And it was kind of like funky. That's just kind of how Americans are. But I. I don't know. That's funny. Uh, So one third of employees had said that they had been affected by awkward greetings from colleagues attempting to navigate the social minefield. Three out of four people who were surveyed, they said that they would support a ban on physical contact in the workplace. How do you even put a, how do you do that? Like how, (laughs) if you touch that person, you will get fired. Do not touch anyone. So what physical contact is allowed? Are handshakes allowed? Because then they'll be like, oh, hey, did he just rub my top of my finger when he shook my hand? I know. And if you're talking about someone like Donald Trump, then it's like, well, this handshake was too long. <laughs> so how long is too long of a handshake? Because, you know, Trump's been known to shake hands for, you know, 20, 30 seconds at a time. Just keep shaking. I tell you so what. then that will be the next one is if they allow handshakes, then it will be that the handshake is too, it's, it's too long. You got to time your handshakes. This sounds like a bunch of dorks that like <laughs> have been like have gotten into some like, I don't know, uh, uncomfortable handshake or hug situations and they just didn't know how to ha- handle it. So now they're like, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. if, if you go for the hand, if you go lean in for the hug and yeah. they put the hand out to shake your hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> You're like, you're like, crap, did that just happen? Okay. It Well, it does, I guess. Um, and that's happened to me before. I think especially being a female um, in the workplace, I think a lot of times men are so, you know, they're so worried right now with the Me Too movement that they might get into a situation where they've 
they're going to be called into HR because they've offended a woman by trying to hug her. But I'll have people who, you know, they're repeat guests or whatever. And it's a man and he goes for the handshake. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? I don't want a handshake. Give me a hug. And I try to make it, you know, as casual as possible. Do you do do the butt out hug where it's like. It can't be too intimate, so you like you know you kind of like bow your back and just kind of yeah, like I guess so. You do the butt out hug. Yeah, I mean I don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is the do butt like out the- hug. The butt out hug or the side hug. <laughs> the side hug. I love the side hug. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very a great, neutral. It's, yeah, it's very cash. Yeah. No weird feelings can be associated with it. It's the it's what's just up, bro? A, yeah, I mean, bruh, <laughs> what up, bruh? But I mean, f- furthermore. Why, why is this sticking with people, right? Like they're very affected by this because, and you just said, well, when you're the person who's going in for something and the other person doesn't do it, that sucks, which is true. But I mean, you're over it after about 30 seconds, right? You're not letting it consume your day. Are you hours later? Are you like, oh my gosh, I, I don't think that they were going in for the hug at first. And I was, and now I really don't know how to handle this. I guess it really boils down to how insecure you are. So if you're on that end and you're really insecure, that bugs you. If you're very insecure just about, I don't know, like life, life in general, yourself, if it, it, even if, if you're a woman and you're and you're in hugs worry you like that, then I would have to say there has to be some kind of insecurity. Yeah, with you because anyway. how could I, I mean, you saying that sounds so stupid. How could a hug worry you? Yeah. I, I I don't know. People are looking to find things that offend them nowadays. It's just like if it's, it's not even offend like it's not even offended. It's just people can't handle any sort of awkward social situations. Yeah. And I feel like social media is a big part of that because we're so used to not having to deal with you know um, social situations. Quite frankly, at all anymore. We can do everything online. We can shop online. We can. I was just listening this morning um, on the radio. There's an app that you can get gas delivered. What? Who knew? Huh. They can. They'll come to your. They'll come to your car. They'll bring you gas. They'll fill your gas tank up. You can have them wash your car. You can have them change your oil while you're at it. So we don't we can do all these things with apps and we don't have to really have these, you know, conversations in person. There's another consequence to that is that social, you know, the the awkward conversations, the negative conversations aren't had either. And then people have absolutely no idea how to handle them. Man, that's another huge tribute to capitalism. I mean, on one hand, the lack of social interaction sucks. But like we can nowadays we can literally we don't have to leave our house for anything. A There's a point. service for everything. That's a great point. <laughs> um, so just so you guys know, just be very careful with your uh, your touching in the workplace. And I think we need to come up with a, a form um, that everyone can see in the workplace. Maybe it's posted in the break room <laughs> that shows what is appropriate physical contact and what is not. Butt out hug or side hug. I, I think just, are two I love very this good. butt out hug. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I though, do. Dude. I really do. At first I was like, what are you talking about? Butt out. Oh yeah. <laughs> they I do that. Happens. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, quiet storm has another one. Thank you. Quiet storm office etiquette. I'd appreciate it. If women didn't talk on the phone in the bathroom, then maybe they could wash their hands when they're done. That is a huge problem for me too. You go into the bathroom. I don't I don't think this happens in the men's room. I bet it doesn't. 
talking on the phone. Yeah, a woman. I'm like, you go in the bathroom to try to get your business done, and there's someone in the stall next to you talking on the phone. Yeah, I've never seen that before. But first of all, how are these people? I'm not. Why do you want to be talking on the phone while you're in the middle of business? Okay, but you know what I have seen? This happens a lot. What? When men walk up to the urinal and they're standing there, and one hand there's something else, and the other hand is the phone. That's insane. Ew. I know, and I've called people out on that before. Like, no, you haven't. I've totally called them out, and that makes them so uncomfortable. What uh, do you say? I mean, <laughs> says the guy who's like, I don't understand why my neighbors won't talk to me. I'm right here. I'm right here, people. Why won't you talk to me? I, I'm usually the guy that the like urinal. tries to make it uncomfortable. So I'll be like, Hey, dude, nice manicure you got going on over there, and they're like, What? What? And then, hey man, nice watch you got on there. What is that? Yeah, is that say a little? Does that say five minutes till? Okay, yeah, I was wondering, curious what the time was. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Jason! Hey, you know what? I, I am so like open with that because let me tell you right where, where that happened. I am not bashful in the slightest. So what, when I this happened in the Marine Corps, when I, in the in boot camp, there's like sixty guys, and they'll give you like in in the squad bay, mm-hmm. they'll give you literally thirty seconds to use the bathroom. So sixty guys rush into the bathroom. There will only be four urinals on the wall. So you will have at least 10 guys shoulder to shoulder uh, on each uh, urinal. Uh, Our troops, you got to love them. They, they endure this type of stuff. Uh, but So you can God imagine bless. that scene. Yes. But ever since that happened, I was like, ah, I'm like, I, I'm totally fine with everything. And I'm going to like make other people. If I'm not uncomfortable, if I'm comfortable, I'm going to make them as uncomfortable as possible. That <laughs> is really, really nice of you. Imagine how dirty our phones are, though. Oh, I know. I, oh I want to say there. I, I really think I read something that was like your phone is dirtier than like your trash or like a toilet or to- whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I totally believed it after they said that. And your computer keyboard, after after I read that, I thought to myself, well, that makes sense. Dude, we we have our, we are messing uh, with our phones. Me, you just oh, yeah. Me. I did it. I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> um, they, also, uh, we're in the office. You're not allowed to touch. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, they, we're on our phones in the bathroom. Well, then, well, so whatever we're doing, it's all over our phone. Yeah. Then we wash our hands, but we don't wash our phones. Then we t- just touch our phone again. How many times has someone passed off their phone to you? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, check this out. Yeah. Hand their phones to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You might well, think I twice feel about disgusting. that next time. <laughs> Where's my hand sanitizer? <laughs> um, also, can we talk about for a second, why is it a requirement that men don't just make a mess in, in the toilet? That they do? Yeah. All of you do. None of you, none of you are clean in the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know. My, my, my husband is, my husband is, my wife is the, is the messy one in our bathroom. Really? Oh yeah. There's stuff everywhere. Like, well, no, I mean, I mean, when it comes to getting the urine into the toilet. Oh, I gotcha. I don't know. You just get, you can tell if they're going to be a good shooter if from how accurate they are in the bathroom. Uh, What? You got to have aim. You can tell that they'll be a good shooter, like basketball or anything. But I was thinking guns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got to have good aim. So if you don't have good aim in the bathroom, bathroom, you don't have good aim on the range. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The more, you know, tell you what, I'm dropping all kinds of knowledge. Here at Blaze TV, (laughs) the more, you know, but if they had, My, my son is so messy. I'm like. The toilet has a giant hole. Surely you can make it somewhere within that range. Yeah. 
I don't understand. So it. you didn't do the you didn't do the whole like you throw the Cheerios. in Cheerios. Yeah, Lilings like did it. aim for those. No. Oh I man. Never did it. Oh, that's like gold right there. Yeah, but then when do you take it away? Because I feel like then from now until Kingdom Come, he's gonna be like, where are the Cheerios for my toilet trip? S- see, it won't matter because he'll take that through. Like even today, like bubbles and stuff. I'm like aiming for bubbles and like boom, oh boom, God. boom, knocked another one out. You do that with a little kid. It's great. You're like, okay, it's all right, son. Proper side alignment, proper side picture. <laughs> and squeeze off around. <laughs> this is, it's only Monday. It's only Monday. We're doing oh, this the rest of the week. Oh, I love it. Pat's going to kick us off. We're never coming back again. <laughs> I feel the bosses coming up. Oh, yep, there they are right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, uh, you said that by listener request, yeah. you are to explain the everything that's going on with trade and China right now. Oh, I cannot do that. I don't think right now. You think? How much time do we have? You said you could do it quickly. We've got like six minutes. Do we have six minutes? Yes. Okay. All right, so right, this is going to be the, the fastest explanation for you. You claimed ever. you could do it quickly. Okay, so yes. I don't think you can do anything quickly, quite frankly. But So there's uh, the China thing going on right now. Uh, the Trump, uh, over the weekend, President Trump uh, tweeted that China was pulling out of a lot of these, uh, <laughs> uh, of these trade agreements. It wasn't him. It was them pulling out of them. Um, of course, every time we hear anything about this, the stock market either shoots way down or comes back up. If the, anytime there's news, the stock market reacts to it. And a lot of people are concerned about the tariffs and everything. I'm not a big fan of the tariffs, but there is something that needs to be done about China. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a trade war. Let's, let's hashtag tariff again. Hashtag tariff again. Let's get that start. Let's get that off the court thing right now. When you hear about this and they're talking about this, they trade war. Even when the president says that, he doesn't mean trade war. This is an economic war. This is an economic war that China started. Now, they did have tariffs against some of the st- uh, some of our stuff that, you know, like automobiles, stuff like that. But that really wasn't what was bothering, I don't think, the Trump administration so much. It, the, the things that were, were bothering the Trump administration was what China has been doing since around 2000-ish, whenever, they, I don't remember when they joined the uh, World Trade Organization. But what, basically what they've been doing is they were making all this crap that we have right now that you can order from China off of Amazon that takes like 30 days to get here. And it's like this cool, crazy cool shirt you see on there or for you, a cute top or whatever. You get it and it doesn't fit and it sucks. Um, China makes a ton of those. They, their uh, uh, economy's gone through the roof based off of stuff like that. Problem is now is they're trying to transition away from that, and they're trying to make like really high tech stuff, like phones, like with Huawei, or IT equipment, like with <coughs> Huawei, stuff like that, semiconductors, stuff like that. Those are all the things that we have uh, put tariffs on. So if you looked at all the tariffs right now, it's on all this stuff that they're now trying to push out to the rest of the world that are really high end. Now. This is how, like, let's, let's take, for instance, Huawei. You've heard about forced technology transfers. So basically when their flagship companies, when, when like companies are such as Apple, Cisco, whatever, go over there to operate, they have a China, Chinese uh, Communist Party uh, office that is co-located with that company. And they also force us to work with one of their companies, giving over like all of our secrets, all of our stuff and saying, hey, if you want to if you want access to our billion plus people, then you have to play by our rules. So what they do at the exact same time as we do that, they set up a separate company. They set up their own Apple or whatever, like Huawei again. And then they use all of our source code. They use all of our everything and then basically steal the steal, steal the ideas, the uh, innovations, everything. And then they then go to other markets outside of China and then they start peddling off all their stuff. This is absolutely insane. It's absolutely criminal. Huawei actually was started by a military official, uh, military, uh, um, a guy in the Chinese uh, military. 
He was also a member of the Communist Party, one of their officials. His job was to procure technology. He stole the source code from a U.S. company. I think it was Cisco. I might have to check myself on that. It was, but it was from one of the uh, U.S. companies. Huawei wasn't even serious at that point until they stole our source code. Then they became a juggernaut that they are today. That's why we're going after Huawei. They want to push out all of these, all of their IT equipment, all their 5G stuff, chips and all that stuff. But... Huawei and other companies like that, they're not just companies like they are in the United States. They're official state actors. They're both company and state actor. This is an insanely scary um, security threat to the rest of the world going forward. If we have all these companies that are setting up uh, networks and uh, supply trains and all this stuff as as members of the Communist Party in in China... That's what this is all about. It's an economic war, something that we have to stop. So don't, when you see trade war, that's a small part of it. This is about stopping something going into the future. And I don't, I don't really know. Like, it doesn't benefit them to stop this. When every time you see that China pulled out of it, they're not pulling out of a trade agreement. They were, they were negotiating a ceasefire in this war. So every, so it's really in, uh, important for you to remember the semantics, the uh, the actual words to, that they're using, but really meaning something else. Yeah, it's like old communist dialectics. This is was a was a was a plan to halt. It was like a ceasefire, not a trade agreement. Today's breakdown brought to you by Jason Buttrell. Yeah, that's that is right. At Jason Buttrell. Uh, before we go, you know, you're talking about Jason being in the military. A lot of military, uh, a lot of vets, I feel, are left with a lot of pain. Um, that they have, sure. yeah, yeah, right? Sure. And your knees and your back. Okay, you don't have to live in pain. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors um, and it targets the inflammation in your body, which a lot of times is the root cause of your pain. 70% of the people who buy their three-week quick start pack that they have go on to keep ordering more. It is working for the majority of people. So if you are living in constant pain, it doesn't have to be that way. You can go to relieffactor.com Get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95. If you're in pain, what is $19.95 to get you out of pain? I use it. It works for me from a car accident that I had. Um, I know Jason has used it. It works great for Glenn as well. That is relieffactor.com. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Uh, More to come tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. And tune into Pat on Glenn Beck Radio starting next.